Hey, sweet sister friend, welcome back to the Shine with Brandy show. I am so glad you are here today. All right, let's go back a little old school. A little Gloria Stefan on the Miami Sound Machine, okay? They had it right when they said the rhythm is going to get you. Now, if you are new here, y'all, I love music. And it, I especially love 1980s music. <laughs> 80s and 90s were my jam. So if you are one of those people too, and you can sing, you know, Millie Vanilli's song, a little New Kids on the Block, a little Whitney Houston, a little Janet Jackson, you are my people. Well, you're my people no matter what, right? If you're listening here, you are my people. But music has such a way of connecting us to a person, to a place, to an event, to an experience. And it just evokes such emotion with us. Like, let's just go ahead and think for a second. I know some people don't like getting massages, but I love getting massages. And when you were laying on that table, butt naked, which can sometimes be a little bit uncomfortable. I do love me a good heating pad underneath there. But like sometimes y'all, I'm like listening to that babbling brook and I'm wondering like, am I snoring? Like, am I going to pass gas? Like what's, what's going to happen in here? Or maybe you go back like in your high school, you know, to your high school prom moment. I can still remember that awkward feeling of dancing with Scott Albritton my senior year in my black and gold floor length sequin gown to Eric Clapton wonderful tonight. And I was wondering like, you know, oh my gosh, what does he think with his hands on my hips? Like, do I lean in? Does my breath smell like all of the things I can go back to that space and that place in time. I can also think about when I've gone to the Cavs games, y'all. I used to love going when I lived in Cleveland. I used to love walking in there and the hype and the energy and the music and the smoke and the machines and all the things like that was my jam. Okay. Like that is all of my business. And I try to recreate something like that when I teach my fitness classes. Well, similarly, sister friend, Worship music can help us really set the stage for a unique God encounter. And I don't know about you, but when you walk into a sanctuary, you know, into a church and they have this like really nice music playing, or they come out of the gate with a really good, you know, hype up song, like there is something about really just entering into that space and that place in your head and your heart where you just get emotional. Like again, a little Whitney Houston, I get so emotional. Okay. You might clap, you might shout out loud. You might even shake it like a Polaroid picture, okay? Just saying right there. Now, my friend Mandy says she gyrates for Jesus. Might be a little much for me, but there have been times where I've even in the, you know, beginning worship song when it's supposed to be all hyped up, like where I have dropped to my knees full on weeping, right? Now, I can tell you what, the Maverick City, I thank God, it does something to every single part of me, okay? I'll just be real. Now, while I love music, I will be honest and say that at different times of my life, because of the emotional connection to it, It has been really, really difficult for me to listen and hear and play worship songs because there is such emotional connection, a visceral reaction that happens. You know, oftentimes many worship artists, many um, songwriters will put in actual scripture and there is something about that that just really just strikes a chord within me. And there have been times where I've wanted to turn off my emotions that connect me with God. I'm just being real with y'all up in here, okay, today, because There have been times in my life where I have not felt worthy. I mean, literally when I was in the trenches of my three-year affair with a married man, like I wanted nothing to do with God. I still showed up. I still read the Bible. I felt like David where I was like, oh my gosh, like why have you forsaken me? And I'm in the cave and I'm in the pit and I don't see a way out, but yet I will still worship you. It was really, really difficult though during that time to listen to worship music And, you know, even in the midst of right now, this heartache and heartbreak that I'm going through, you know, I know in my heart that God is a faithful God, but my head, right, my emotions 
which are part of my soul, my imagination, I don't want to go there. I don't want to draw into that place and that space that reminds me that God is a good and faithful father. And that is just one of the tactics and one of the schemes of the enemy. He wants us to stay there in that place of self-pity. He wants us to go ahead and shut that, you know, switch off and really like disconnect from God because he knows if, you know, if we know it in our heart, but he wants us to start thinking in our head and start trying to make logic and sense and reason out of things. And that we know that when we go into worship music, we're singing those words, we're repeating those songs, we're dropping to our knees, we're raising our hands, that we are creating a connection with God. You know, and so during one of my most recent episodes here where I was like literally like, you know, playing back every single one of my 42 voicemails that were saved, you know, during this courtship and like looking back through all the texts and I was literally just scrolling through and rereading and listening to all the things and my mind went completely south, right? And it was during that session, during this one particular time that the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you know, girl, Like, are you going to continue to sit here and wallow and wonder and worry? You know, you're going to wallow in your self-pity. What did you do? What, what could you have done? Why is this happening to me? God, where are you? You're going to wonder, you know, why is this happening again to me? You know, what could you have done? Or you're going to worry, like, will I ever be married? Will I ever find the one? And I started thinking ahead, like, you know, again, envisioning myself sitting there with a little dog on my lap and an Afghan. (laughs) in a rocking chair at 84 years old. Like that's where my mind went. And the Holy Spirit's like, are you going to stay here? Are you going to worship God? Are you going to worship the one who loves you and adores you? And he has plans for you. They are plans that are good. And when are you going to get well? And that led me, of course, to think about the, the lame man at the pool when Jesus encounters him. And you know, Jesus is very compassionate right? Jesus was on his way to perform miracles and stopping over for the lady with the issue of blood and performing a miracle for her. And so we know that Jesus was just kind and loving, compassionate, think about what he did with Lazarus. But in this instance, in John 5, the lame man by the pool, you know, Jesus goes up to him and like he, he sees he's visibly unwell. He sees he's visibly disabled. And he says, well, do you want to get well? Like he's pretty much like, uh, hey dude, this is the Franny Pulse paraphrase version. And he's like, hmm dude, what's going on here? Like you're by the pool. Like, why don't you just go in there? You know? And again, paraphrase. So please hear me out. Go to John five for the full story. But you know, he pretty much says like, he, he's no faster than a must. He's like, well, stand up, like take up your mat already. And so during this season, I have really just been during this last few weeks here, I've really just been anchoring myself in the word and really realizing what it means to fully worship. Now, worship is not just music. It's not just like playing on, you know, putting on, you know, an elevation worship song or, you know, Chris Tomlin or whomever you want, you know, you insert there your favorite worship. But worship is such an opportunity for us to connect with God. It's an opportunity for us to literally just be in humble adoration and really just be reverent, you know, of of who he is and just really soaking in his presence. And that's what true worship is. And so God during this season has been reminding me, you know, like, look, like I made you to worship me. Like that is your one sole purpose here is to give me glory. And as I started like really looking at what I've been doing, I was like, okay, there's a time and a place for me to sit and wallow, right? But the enemy wants us to stay there. And God says, look, like in that sadness, and I would encourage you to go back and listen to uh, episode 135, where I talk about the importance of being in your emotions and feeling in order to heal, you know, feeling is healing. 
and not letting yourself though make choices from that place or, you know, to stay in that place where we just literally live there. And we want to feel, but we want God to be the salve that comes into that feeling, that feeling of hopelessness, that feeling of anger, that feeling of sorrow, that feeling of despair, that feeling of hatred or whatever you insert the emotion there. Jesus says, okay, let me come into that place and let me be what you need. And so I thought about that, that that is one of the tactics of the enemy. That is one of the ways in which the enemy fights. You know, he fights with making us feel for a long period of time, sad, hopeless, depressed, worried. You know, he he allows us to stay there. And that's just one of the many schemes of the enemy. Again, he goes back to that wandering. You know, you're going around the mountain at the same time. Why is this happening? Why is this happening? And that worrying, am I ever going to find the one? Am I ever going to get well? Am I ever going to get out of debt? Am I ever going to get, you know, you insert the, the word there. Am I ever going to have this relationship restored? Is my prodigal ever going to come home? And so God spoke to me and said, look, like that's one of the enemy schemes. And we hear the expression, like you fight like hell, but I want you to fight like heaven. And one of the ways that we do that is through worship. And again, it's not just putting on a really good, you know, tune and sitting there, you know, on your knees or with your hands open on your lap with your Bible in your hands. It's literally an opportunity for us to trust God. True worship is trusting God when one door closes and you're waiting in that hallway for the next one to open. Dive into Revelation 3.8. Look and see. God says, look, like I will close doors that no man can and I will open doors that no man can. Worship is complete adoration for the one the one you know who allows us to to live and breathe and have our being but also sister friend conversely it is also confrontation with the enemy so when we worship we're adoring god we lord we thank you for who you are we thank you for what you're doing we thank you lord for the ways you're working in my life we thank you for the plans you have for me but at that time you're also confronting the enemy because he wants nothing more than to keep you stuck he wants to keep you by the pool metaphorically speaking the same thing. Worship is also knitting our heart to God and saying, you know what, Lord, like in this time of despair and sadness and hopelessness right now, Lord, I'm going to worship you and I'm going to draw in close to you. I'm going to go ahead and place my hands in yours and I'm just going to let you hold me. I'm going to let you carry me. And that confuses the enemy sister because you know what he wants us to do? He wants us to stay in that sad, woe is me, you know, self-pity moment and worry and spiral downward because that is what hell does. That's how hell fights. And God says, no, I want you to rise above. I want you to go ahead and I want you to set your sight higher. I want you to look up, child. I don't want you to stay here looking in the natural, looking at your circumstances. I want you to rise higher. I want you to see things from my perspective. And we know, of course, that the enemy, he wants to keep us in the here and the now. He wants us not to plan for the future, for what God's plans that are, for us are good. So when you worship, you are actually bamboozling the enemy. And you're literally like drawing him like to a place of like, wait, I, I wanted to take her out with this. And you're like, uh, no, I'm not going to phase me. I'm, I'm going to rise higher. I'm a victor, <laughs> right? Go into Romans 8, just dive into Romans 8. Let me tell you, there is some good stuff in that chapter. And it will draw you in to recognizing how God wants to use you and how he has already fought. Go into, um, gosh, I can't remember what episode it was of mine, but I talk about the 17 ways that no power, no weapon, you know, we know that no weapon formed against us will prosper, but 
no height nor death, no sickness nor sadness. Nothing will keep you from the love of God. We have overcome. We have victory over all of these things. So sister friend, I invite you to in your space and place where you might want to worry and to wallow and you're in a waiting season, I invite you to worship, not just put on some jams, not just put on, you know, some Maverick City, but I want you to go ahead and worship. But God, I trust you. God, I adore you. I love you, Lord. Knit my heart together to yours. The actual word wait means uh, to knit together, to, to draw close together, to bind together in Hebrew. So I want you to go ahead and just really draw in close to the Lord in this time. Worship him for what he has done, for what he is doing, and what he is yet to do in your life, sweet sister friend. I pray this blesses you. I pray that you are learning to fight like heaven. This is number one in our series of fight like heaven series. Worship is where we start. It is something in the external that oftentimes we can do in the physical moments, you know, where we can read our Bible, we can turn on music, but more so it's something that's happening inside of you. When you worship God, there is something that is taking place in your heart and that your soul will forever be impacted. When you start setting your mind, your will, your emotions, your creativity, your thoughts, everything is directed towards worshiping the one who created you. Sweet sister friend, I pray this blessed you. If so, I believe that God, as my friend Lori says, is in the two-for-one business. So please share this. Pass it on to someone else who might also need a little bit of encouragement in this waiting season, in this time of worry, in this time of wandering and, and, and wandering as well. I just pray, Lord, that whoever is listening to this message, that she is blessed, that she is uh, reminded of how much you love her, and that she is reminded, Lord, that you are constantly working on her behalf even when she might not see it, even when she might not feel it, Lord, that you are the God. You are the God who deserves all of our worship, our honor, and our our praise. Sister friend, I pray this blesses you. And until we meet next time, keep on shining.